Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Hello and welcome to a brand new week of AutoLine Daily. It's Monday, July 29th. I'm Frank Marcus from Motor Trend, filling in for John while he's out of town. In the second half of the show, I'll share my thoughts on something that's bound to make you jealous. But first, let's get to the day's top stories. Toyota's announced it's boosting Highlander production in the U.S. The company is investing $30 million at its plant in Indiana to increase production of the gasoline version of the SUV by 15,000 units a year. Toyota also plans to export Highlanders made in Indiana to Russia and Australia. With this latest investment, the plant will have a production capacity of 365,000 units by the end of 2014. And speaking of Toyota, it's teaming up with other Japanese automakers to increase the number of EV charging stations in Japan. Bloomberg reports that Nissan, Honda, Mitsubishi, and Toyota will share the costs to build 12,000 charging stations in Japan, of which 4,000 will be fast chargers. Currently, Japan has 4,700 charging stations. The companies didn't release a time frame for the project. German automaker Daimler is suing the French government over its banning the sale of some new Mercedes models that use R134 AC refrigerant. The EU banned the use of that refrigerant in new vehicles earlier this year because it contributes to global warming. And now, France won't lift the sales ban until Mercedes conforms to EU rules. But Daimler is one of several automakers that said it won't use the replacement refrigerant, 1234YF, in its vehicles due to fire risks. Last week on AutoLine After Hours, Rich Bartlett, the chief engineer of the new Cadillac twin-turbo V6, stopped by the studio to tell us all about the engine. In the following clip, he shares some of the details that went into the, its development. The main objective was performance. I mean, this was going to be targeted for the CTS and this V-Sport category that we're now picking up. So, you know, fuel efficiency, you can deal with other powertrains to better manage that. This had to be something special that you could take on the track and be pleased with. Um, so to do that, um, torque response is a big deal. When you boost an engine, um, turbo lag is always something you have to be concerned about. So we took provisions uh, on the charge air cooling system here to do the best we could from a torque response. And there we built on the architecture that you see with the 6.2 liter LSA engine, the supercharged engine, where you have an inner cooler associated with a supercharger. We built on that in this architecture where we have the coolers now mounted in the intake system. So with that, we took about 60% of the compressed air routing that you typically would see with an air-to-air -air heat exchanger and now have a very short path up the side of the engine into the intercooler. Hmm. Um, that dramatically improves the torque response of the engine. Also, really helps with packaging. You know, on turbocharged engines, you're running a compressor from the exhaust gas, basically, right? right. And you squeeze that gas, take it to a higher pressure, um, the old chemistry guys remember the ideal gas law, right? When, when the constant volume pressure goes up, temperature goes up with it, and you have to cool that. We're up at 135C when we come out of the compressor here. You've got to take that down to something, somewhere around 4550C. Um, that helps promote good combustion, but it also is important to take the density of that air down so you get more power out of that engine. This architecture, we think, did the best job to satisfy, to balance all that. If you want to learn more about that engine, you can watch the entire show on our website right now. Coming up next, I'll share my driving impressions on one of the most anticipated cars to come out this year. 
Dow Automotive Systems, driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate structural adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com. Corvettes have always been adept track stars with top models capable of near supercar performance. Maintaining a close relationship with a successful racing team has assured that. But its slightly brutal handling demeanor, downmarket interior, and unsupportive, uncomfortable seats have conspired to keep it out of the pantheon of supercars. The new C7 generation needs to put all of that right, to tame the beast without neutering it. So can this new car still lay down hero numbers while coddling the hero and keeping him from soiling his pants? In a word, yes. The new interior is enough better that I'd wager anyone who still complains about it is doing so out of force of habit. I recently sampled a new 7-speed manual Z51 with the power-enhancing performance exhaust and the magnetic suspension. Together, these options give the car performance that pretty evenly splits the difference between the Grand Sport and 427 models of the predecessor C6. 0 to 60 in 3.9 seconds, the quarter mile in 12.2 seconds at 117.3 miles per hour. That stout performance for under $58,000 made all the more impressive by its 29 MPG highway fuel economy number. But what really impressed me was how awesome a driver the car made me feel like I was after twiddling through the many drive select and performance traction management programs. By controlling the shock response, variable locking differential, brakes, throttle, and more, the sophisticated electronics were happy to deliver precisely as much or as little tail happiness as I demanded. Afterward, switching everything off revealed me to be the mere mortal driver I always was. I got the same sensation the first time I switched everything off in a Ferrari 599. Three cheers for trickle-down technology. Check out my full road test at MotorTrend.com and stay tuned for the inevitable comparison tests against Porsches, GTRs, GT500s, and anything else we can get our hands on. And that wraps up today's show. Once again, I'm Frank Marcus from MotorTrend. Thanks for watching and have a great day.